Hey listeners, before we get to the episode, we want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans and others should other countries do this too. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word. Thank you. Hello, friends. My name is Dave Miller. And I am Niall Spain, and we are your fuck buddies. Five-time nominated podcast this year in the Canadian Podcast Awards. Please vote for us. You're right. Uh, do that. We're a dating and sex advice podcast where we take your sticky, sexy situations and turn them into sexy, sticky situations. Simply put, we are a podcast that finds questions either online or from our wonderful listeners on the topics of sex and or dating, and we answer them for you right here in this venue for you. Um, to get back to what Niall was yelling about almost immediately, in case you missed it, I don't know why you would have, because it was announced on our 200th episode, and if you missed that, how dare you? But we were nominated for five Canadian Podcast Awards, including, and this is the important one, People's Choice. Mm-hmm. And why is it important? Because you can vote. You can help. There's nothing anyone can do about the awards now. You can't help with those. We were nominated, and that's just going to play out the way it's going to play out. However... Unless you're a Canadian podcaster listening yes, who likes us and wants to vote for us, and we'd appreciate that. And technically, we lied because there are six, because Dane was also nominated for Best Host. That, yes. Congrats to this, Dane. That's me. Thank you. So head on over to canpodawards.com slash vote. Scroll down to People's Choice and vote for your boys. We would love it. We would love to do that. And as we mentioned, if we do that, we do get to fight the rock. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which... I will say I'm quite scared of doing. You know, I think he's got a glass jaw. Probably. Right? He big big muscle boy. He spent all his time building his muscles, not training his jaw. Mm-hmm. So I think if we can if we can get past See, I'm the his, opposite. I've only trained my jaw. I know. That's all the we do. We just talk. Very frail. <laughs> that's accurate, actually. Um, we also do that what's that thing on TikTok where you strengthen your jaw? Uh, do you chew a thing? Yeah, the chewing thing. That's yeah, we all do I the do. chewing thing so much that we know what it's called. Yeah. Uh, want, to, want some sex news? Sure. There was a study about grammar and whether having grammar in your first or having good grammar in your first uh, interaction with people on online dating and or in your profile, if it matters or not. What do you think? Absolutely, it does. On both sides of the table, like men v. women and women v. men. I think men probably have a much lower scale of – I don't think – I think men on, on online dating, I think, will be happy to just be in the in the fray. I think if you hit a, a woman up with a, yo, girl, spelled with a U or, mm-hmm. or just G-R-L, what you doing, I think I think you're in trouble. But I think if, if uh, a woman hit a dude up with, yo, boy, <laughs> what you doing, dumpster. yeah, I think – I think it's probably more skewed towards women. Well, you know what, Dan? You are completely and utterly correct. Uh, 50% of men say they value good grammar, but they are 11% less likely to connect with someone with good grammar. Meanwhile, 58% of women, sorry, this is between 18, age 18 and 34, 
58% of women say they value good grammar and are 311 times more likely to connect to someone with good grammar. So there you go. Boys, up your grammar game. And for men and women 35 plus, it's basically the same for the men. Uh, whereas with the women, it, they're only 39% more likely to be to be happy about good grammar. But again, that's pretty fucking good. Well, again, we know that the second, especially women hit 35, you're, you got to take what you can get, right? Like that's, I that's really hope that. this isn't someone's first episode and they're like, <laughs> wow, these guys suck. You can't make these jokes at the start of the episode because if people don't know us, they're immediately on iTunes. And they're like, why do these guys have nothing but five-star reviews? Hey, I'm turning 35 this year. So once I hit that, it doesn't matter, right? So I'm just kind of... Nothing matters after 35. That's fair. You ready for an, an old question? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's start off with a nice, normal question. Uh, this is by Throw RA PPY. My 30, 30-year-old female, a strange husband, 30-year-old male, spent 30 minutes talking to my pussy like it was a different person. I'm mostly estranged from my husband, but I slept with him a few days ago because he was saying all the right things. During sex, he spent about 30 minutes just talking to my pussy. It was weird, because he's never done anything like this before, and I really don't know what to make of it. He said things like it was the prettiest girl and his best friend. When I asked him what he was doing, he said he wanted to make sure his best girl knew how much he missed her. Whenever I would move to get up, he would give me oral or finger meat till I relaxed again, but then he'd go back to talking to my pussy. I'm not sure to bring it up after sex, he just laughed. I'm honestly so confused, because he's never acted like this before. I was hoping someone on here could explain whether this is normal or why he's behaving like this. You know, I'm really glad that she did say that she tried to move and there was a reason, like a valid reason as to why she didn't just sit there and let a man talk to her. Uh, I mean, let's say at Mm -hmm. her vagina for half an hour, because that would have been at that point in time, I would have been like, look, my my lady, you could have left at any point in time. But so like, I'm glad like there was something other than like him just being like, no, no, stay, 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 stay. If I was like, why are you talking to my dick? And then the second I got up, I started getting a blowjob again. I'd be like, all right, okay. Mm. You know what? I'm glad because I feel like we've gotten so many questions where it's like, but why did you though? So at least, you know, they they tried not to and he just, you know. Exactly. And that's, I appreciate that. I appreciate that there is a valid reason and receiving oral sex is a a valid reason to stay, I think. Mm -hmm. Um why he's doing it, I don't know. I don't know this person. I can't give you this. The only thing I can think of is he recently saw the vagina monologues mm-hmm. in which there is a monologue about a woman who, you know, is has a partner who's sort of like, I think his name is Bob in it, is, is like enamored and like, you know, really looks at it, really smells it, really tastes it, talks to it, romances it. So, I mean, maybe he saw that and was just like, Okay, I can get on board with this. And he gave it a go. Yeah, you know what? I, I have a few ideas. And like, you know, he is an estranged husband. So clearly now, something went wrong somewhere. What the fuck was that? Sorry, that was me throwing a pen at myself. Uh, okay. My my hands are still very shaky. I had a traumatic experience today. We won't get into it. But oh, what, uh, yeah, why haven't we gotten into that? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I just I, I, I was outside doing... Um, yard work because it is my job at my apartment then i i was out there for a very long time and on my last trip in to get uh gloves to 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 put things in i realized i had taken the keys out of my pocket and my door locks behind me so i did lock my dumbass out um so i was out there for 
it honestly it wasn't that long. Uh, thankfully, a friend of mine came and uh, I did break into my apartment using a, a ladder some painters left behind. So thank you, painters. Um, but I, I, most importantly, I was using a weed whacker for like an hour and a half. And I've gotten my hands are very shaky uh, still from it. Okay. And that's well, why I dropped my pen. Stop throwing pens. All right. Now, what I was going to ask you strange... get back into your home so we could record this beautiful episode. Yes. Um, estranged just means like they haven't really broken up. They've just kind of like parted yeah, ways. It means that like they're not things aren't going well. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. yeah. So I like, just didn't know if there was because uh, I hear estranged sometimes and I hear it used in context. And I'm just like, Wait, what is this? So I just wanted to clarify, honestly, for myself, oh, um, okay. that that's what it meant. And there wasn't uh, a meaning that I didn't fully grasp. No, they're basically like they've moved out and broken up and are presumably in the process of getting a divorce. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously things haven't gone well. Presumably he wants to get back with you because I feel like it's rare in a, in a divorce setting that one person isn't still kind of pining, you know what I mean? Or at least won't let go. So he's trying a new tech and that new tech is to talk to your vagina. Maybe he's thinking if he can win over her vote, maybe the rest of your body will outvote your brain, right? He's probably like, I've got hand, I've got hand vote. I hold it all the time. I've got lip vote, I kiss it, you know, vagina vote. Got to work on it. Could be. I mean, he could have also, maybe he makes bomb ass dinners, right? Maybe he hooked up with someone and, they were suitly, you know, they asked for this specifically, and he wanted to be like, okay, I've got one person into it. Who's the lowest risk person I can try this on? You know, because like you don't want to bust out something this weird on another new sexual partner because mm-hmm. they might hate it. But, you know, if he's like, oh, it's my ex wife, if she's weirded out by it, meh, whatever, we're like, we're broken up anyway. It's not going anywhere. So maybe he's just trying to and see like, cause, and if it was like two for two, he might be like, shit, have I, have I discovered this? Is this a new thing that women love having their genitals spoken to crooned to? Mm-hmm. Or he hooked up with someone who did like this and like, you know, that's what I mean. Like he, he hooked up with someone, they asked for this, they liked it. And he was like, I need to know, I need a, a control. Where, you know, if if she really likes it, okay, cool. I might be onto something. But if she doesn't like it, then I can be like, oh, well, maybe it's just her. But you wouldn't want to do this on, on someone you want to proceed or have a, a long-lasting relationship with. Or maybe he just thinks it does work. And he's like, I just how I win her back. Maybe. Either okay. way. Like this thing. Or he's, he really didn't understand Inception. <laughs> Either way, it's fucking weird. <laughs> it is weird. But did you like it? That's the thing. Because, like, again, we're not here to fucking yuck people's yums. If you or and like if someone out there is like, actually, that sounds kind of hot. I'm not telling you it's not hot. If someone if someone wants to, like, say nice things about my dick and then go down on me in between intermittently, I might be OK with that. I, I think I might be like a little uncomfortable and weirded out by it. But like at the same time, having someone say nice things about my dick while also servicing it. it yeah yeah it's not not the worst not the yeah worst. i would definitely be more on the like oh it's okay because you spent 30 seconds saying nice things about my dick and then you know went to to blowjob town as opposed to 30 fucking minutes at which point i'm like no please but there was there was blowjob town during between, that it's true it's true it's just a long yeah we don't know how much time was actually spent speaking yeah but it is weird because they don't actually seem to say they don't like it 
they said it was weird because he didn't know he hadn't done it and I don't know what to make of it. And then I brought up he laughed and I'm confused. That's about all we could get. So it's like talk to him. If you think it's weird, just be like, hey, don't do that. Yeah. Like problem solved. If you like it or if you want it tailored, then say that. Be like, hey, I appreciate that you were like saying nice things about my vagina. Thank you very much. Maybe don't do it for 30 fucking minutes. Yeah, maybe you'd be like, look, if you wanna if you wanna give me lip service, heh. <laughs> what? Maybe maybe a little a little less of the talking, a little more of the licking. Maybe he's been learning uh lip reading. <laughs> yeah, maybe it is actually talking back to him. Yeah. Do you think this is like that Mel Mel Gibson movie where he can hear women's thoughts, but instead can just hear what the vulva is thinking? Maybe. What women twat? What women twat? <laughs> <laughs> Let's try to get twant. A cunning twant. linguist. Yeah, there you go. Uh, okay, a few people in the comments are upset because they think it's rude because it's almost like he's divorcing the woman, no pun intended, from her vagina and is like, I'm talking to you. I like you, not the rest hey, of you. That's also a valid point, I think, of right? being like, hey, are you are you literally just here for my vagina? Because I, that is... I could see that. That could be pretty rude. Like maybe he's like, maybe it's a weird nagging thing, right? Maybe he's just like, no, no, I'm here for her. Yeah. Shut the hell up. I'm not here to talk to your lips. Talking to so, these ones down here. Yeah. I guess like uh, there's obviously some other issues of play if you guys are strange. So it's like, is this part of that or is this a new spicy addendum? But if you don't like it, tell him not to. If you want it altered, ask him to alter it. And if you do like it, then hey. Maybe stick googly eyes above it next time and, and move the lips and go, hello, I'm a vagina. <laughs> yeah. You ready for for another one? Yeah. Is it also going to be very normal? Yep. Uh, this is from Reddit user Ethan's a 69 Lord. Hell yeah. Now, is it by or about Ethan? It's by Ethan. Ah. Am I being ridiculous for being upset by this? So me and my girlfriend have been together for over a year now. We started having sex about two months into our relationship. It does say two mouths. But okay, I'm well. assuming they mean months um, as she was a virgin. She told me she is very worried about getting pregnant as it would mess up both of our lives. If we, since we are still young and I agreed. So she's on the pill and we agreed to, I would wear a condom as well. Then she asked me to pull out before I come, which I did reluctantly as I thought it was a bit of overkill since I had a condom and we were on the pill or, and she was on the pill, but I did it to make her happy. Now, over a year together, she said she won't be having sex when she's ovulating. I was worried because if you add that to the fact that we don't have sex when she's on her period, that leaves us with 16 days we can have sex. I agreed again to make her happy and understood why she's doing this as she is nervous about getting pregnant. But we don't live together, so we don't have sex often. Anyways, now we're going to have sex even less. All this has made me a little upset, but I want to know if I have the right to be upset or am I being ridiculous? It's a little ridiculous. And by little, I mean quite. Like, obviously, this person has a very severe hang-up about pregnancy fears. I don't think it's to the normal level. I think it's, you know, far Well, more. I mean, let's... I, I think a lot of women are doing this, especially if you're located in the States right now. I think I think the fear of getting pregnant is, yeah. is a lot higher these days. Yeah, I, I think it's a little much. I don't think it's really for you to decide what her levels are it's for you to work within them or not right like yeah again if, if she lives in fucking texas or a lot of the states i entirely fully get it right yeah is it still the kind of relationship you want to be in that's up to you 
you know, I, I think your roots here are talk to her, explain where you're coming from, uh, understand her and deal with it, get her to talk to someone about these these issues because yeah it's it's i think the most understandable it's ever been given the state of america um you know but again if if you're that upset and you're that like freaking out about being pregnant then maybe talking to someone would be good for that but either way if if you're not like we talked about this a lot sex is an important part of a relationship for a lot of people and if you're not getting the sex you want or the amount of sex that you would like that's not the time for you to turn around and force them to give you it it's the time for you to either talk about it, reach a compromise, understand where they're coming from, or leave. Yeah, unfortunately, like it, it, we're at a point in our society where we have to be very, very conscious about even suggesting that this woman should, you know, what I mean that you have any right to convince her otherwise about what she wants to do with her body. You know what I mean? Like we, you definitely have the conversation as now said lay it out as to how you feel about things but i think it it has to stop there and like you have to be like hey i sex is an important part and i feel like we're really limited in our options right now and i think it's also worth talking about being like even when we have sex do you enjoy it are you because like the only way to get pregnant is to have sex and it doesn't matter about you know, keeping track of cycles and birth control and condoms and all that. But like, like it, it's the only way it's going to happen. So having sex might still be a stressful, unenjoyable experience. And if that's the case, I might be like, look, if you're not, I, this is something that I require in my life and in my relationships. And if you're not enjoying it and if you don't want to do it and it, and if anything, like if, if it feels like I'm coercing you into doing it more because it's something that I need, I would rather like call it here because I don't want to, I don't want to influence you. I don't want to coerce you. I don't want to have sex with someone who's Doesn't terrified of it. Yeah, you know, and that would be a huge thing for me. And like, I think you'd really, really have to make it known, being like, this isn't me flexing or bluffing to make you feel bad. This is me showing genuine care and and respect and concern about the choices you're making about your body and what that means for us as a as a couple. Look, if it's the kind of thing that has been escalating, which it obviously has been, it's like, what's next? Also, even like tracking when you're ovulating and shit isn't an exact science or else people would just not use condoms for 16 days a month safely, which isn't a thing. So, you know, when is that going to also change? Uh, so, again, it's like, look, if if you want to talk to her, it does seem like it's something that's bothering her a, a lot. Uh, if she is somewhere such as the States where... There's a lot of external and very understandable things exacerbating that. I get it. If it's not, maybe it's worth, you know, talking to somebody. But again, it, it's not up to you to force somebody to have more fucking sex with you, especially if they're so upset by it. So if you talk to a, someone and nothing is really being done, that you can just leave. And there is no world where you trying to browbeat them or make them have more sex is okay. Your choices yeah. are at that point understand and fully again we talk about things being a, a fuck yes or a no if you're getting on board but you're still gonna harbor resentment and be upset and make jabs and jibes and let it affect you don't do that you need to be fully 100 fuck yes on board or you need to leave and, and find a new relationship where hopefully your needs will be met yeah it's uh, i think you know we we have to be very careful about our, our language and our advice these days because uh you know we really have to sort of like take a step back and be like look 
unless someone is in actual danger of, of hurting themselves or something like that, we just got to let women do them. You know, it's like, and, and if this is, if this is what she needs to do to feel safe and, and be able to sleep at night without being fucking terrified that the government's going to fucking kick her in and slap a murder charge on her or, you know, alternatively ruin her life. If this is what she has to do to feel, feel okay. Unfortunately, you know, we, we don't get a say in it. That's mm. it's just and like, you know, again, it's, it's understandable. So, you know, I would, I would keep those external things in mind when you, when you think about, when you discuss it. And again, you're no, no one's holding you in this relationship. If you want to go, go. This is by neurotic shark two one six. My boyfriend insists on two hour long sex, but can't actually last that long. Like the title said, we've been together very shortly around a month and he likes me very much. There's huge sexual tension between us as in all beginnings of relationships. It makes me so happy, but I don't kind of look forward to sex. He told me he likes it long and I do kind of, but I think 30 to 45 minutes is perfect length. An hour is what I'd consider long. He says he likes it two hours or even more. And that's when I start to get annoyed. Whenever we do it, he's insisting on never ending play. But after some time, he can't get it up anymore. So then I go down on him to help get it up. And when we continue, it goes down again because he's tired, of course. And that makes him uncomfortable. And me too. I say, never mind. But he insists we continue and that he tries again. I don't get it. And it pisses me off. Why insisting if you can't last for two hours? I already told him that we don't need to do it, but nope. How to tell him without sounding like I don't enjoy it? I really do. But when we start, I already start hoping that we will have to end it after 40 minutes due to some other reason, because I don't really have time to try making it alive five times. What you guys are in a relationship. What he wants isn't the only thing that needs to be taken into consideration. Yep. It, like if you only want to or, or find it pleasurable or only want to have sex for 45 minutes. And let's be real. 45 minutes is still a long time. To have sex. I mean, I mm-hmm. guess not if you're including, you know, all the foreplay and the lead up and all that kind of stuff. But like, you know, 45 minutes to an hour is is a solid, a solid sexual experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think you I, it's 100 percent within your right to sit him down and say, I don't enjoy these marathon sessions where we seem to struggle more than we actually do anything. And I would prefer if we keep it a lot more manageable and mm-hmm. and just focus on what we are capable of handling and what we're capable of enjoying. Because after, after about 45 minutes, I don't have as much fun anymore. And that is kind of the opposite. Like if, if it starts feeling like a chore, I'm going to start not wanting to do it. And if I don't want to do it, then what's the point of, of any of this? Well, if, if after 40 minutes, it feels like a fucking chore and you're still going for that, like times one and a half, you're spending one and a half times being like more time being upset. Yeah. You're having like more bad times than good times. And like, you don't even like, I think the good thing about this, and I think it's a good lesson in general is like, you don't even necessarily have to have this conversation, not in the bedroom because you can literally at a certain point just be like, you know, I'm done. Yeah. And that's good. You know what I mean? Like if I'm with someone and it's like, they are tired or too sensitive or like, you know, they reach that limit where they're just like, my vagina's out of commission. It's it's come as many times as it's going to come. They say, I'm done. And like, that's great. You know what I mean? Like, it would suck so much if they felt beholden to just keep going it through discomfort and through like pain and all this shit. So it's like, that's the thing you need to learn to for yourself is to set boundaries and like, do you, you know what I mean? Because you talk all the time about him and it's like, oh shit, he wants to do this. Yeah, but what do you want to do? When you're done, just be like, hey, I'm done. Yeah, because it doesn't really sound like we're getting this guy to climax anyways if mm-hmm. he's not able to sustain an erection or 
like it doesn't sound like they finish ever well, either. I would love to know: Did he finish, and then he's like, "No, we keep going," or does he just lose his erection? Because that's a whole other problem, I guess. Right? Like maybe he's just kind of like battling his own issues to try and like reach climax at some point, which. Hey, I could kind of understand the desperation if he's like, no, we got to keep going. And like, you just can't get there because that sounds like hell. Sure. Yeah. I, that's actually a really good point. I didn't, I didn't think about that. So like, if that's the case, that's a wildly different issue. You know what I mean? That's him probably needing to go see a healthcare professional or alter his lifestyle. Or, you know, there are a lot of things that we've mentioned before but that can exacerbate erectile dysfunction or there are things that can cause sensitivity issues uh etc think that's its own fucking issue right so we'd have to approach that wildly differently he could also be under some bizarre fucking like watch too much tv or too much porn or listen to the wrong fucking songs idea where he literally thinks sex has to take two hours or like you're some shameful boy, you know, I would love I would really, really love now that you brought this up. I'd love to know if he does finish if, if mm-hmm. you guys have sex and he comes and then it's a it's an uphill battle for him to get hard again after the fact. Or if what you said is true, where he struggles to maintain an erection or if like there comes a point in time where he can't maintain an erection because it sounds like they're fine up until like a certain point when it, it, it's more of an uphill battle after mm-hmm. that um and it's just like it seems my dude like you got a sweet spot and your body can can facilitate a certain amount and then like yeah you get tired for sure like i don't know if i'd be able to stay erect for two straight hours like no i don't think most people do without young boy hormones or drugs so like that's that sounds like nothing enjoyable i don't want to stay erect for two hours i would be so sore after two hours i think you need to figure out what works for this dude And if it's the case of he never comes, but is obsessed with going two hours, but can't. Yeah, because what's ending up happening, like we erections, as much as they are a body function, have so much to do with the mind. Our mind works against us all the time as dudes, because the second it happens, you know, it probably happened once. And now he gets so fucking in his head. Mm-hmm. about it that like oh it's the 45 minute mark I, I hope i stay hard and then your body's just like oh yeah which of course is going to make it twice as hard no pun intended the next time and then three times as hard meanwhile you're three times as soft so i think it's there's a huge possibility that he thinks he needs to do this for this long because you know people always sing about like doing it all night long and it's like nah man people sleep um it, it almost feels like as like kids when someone would be like yeah we had sex for eight hours and it's like you didn't even have sex that's cool yeah so it could be that it could be an insecurity thing it could be mis like a miscommunication where he thinks that's what you need or maybe his past partner was like that's what we need you know it could be any of these things or it could be like an erectile dysfunction issue that like he's managing very poorly i guess explore one of the options with the context the contextual knowledge that only you have yeah, it's definitely a conversation. It's definitely something you need to set boundaries for at the very least. You know what I mean? Like baseline, you have to be like, hey, I don't enjoy this. And I don't think you do either. <laughs> like, Yeah, I don't think um, he does. But uh, it doesn't really matter one way or the other if he does. Because if one partner is no longer having fun or wants to participate mm-hmm. in it, then like, sorry, that's the end of the game. It's over. Yeah, you need, and the thing you need is, two people like, consensually participating for it to yeah. be... Good. I think 
in terms of everything, life, this relationship, your own well-being, you need to learn how to set, set boundaries sexually, maybe other ones, who knows? And this is a great time to do it because the second you stop enjoying it, just be like, oh, you know what? It's me. I'm done. Like, I'm tired. You don't need to be like, I'm not enjoying it. Just be like, she's she's done. And yeah. then that's it. Uh, and I think that is at the baseline, very actionable, very important, and very general advice. Because in any situation where you stop enjoying yourself, you always have the right to withdraw consent or end things or move on. Uh, it sounds like you'd be doing this person a favor. And like this matters no matter what his reason is. In no world do you have to cater to whatever is the root issue here by being in discomfort yourself. Yeah. So the fact that we don't know what the base issue doesn't matter because what matters is you need to start setting boundaries. And, you know, if you want to delve into the other things and work on that, by all means. But for now, set these healthy boundaries and make sure that you're not in discomfort or pain or you know, anything like that. This is kind of similar to like what we've been talking about in a lot of these questions. Uh, this comes from Reddit user John Johnson James the Third. My girlfriend decided she no longer wants to have sex with me until we're married. What do I do? So me and this girl have been dating for two years, almost exactly now. I love her with everything in me. In fact, everything in the relationship has been so good recently, I decided to buy her a promise ring to show her how much she means to me since any of us can die anyway. I assume they mean any time. Great, right? Well, no. She's been at church camp for one damn day, and I get a message saying, we need to talk about something when I get home. When I received this message, I told my buddy, ah, shit, she's going to try to get me to start going to church with her. But unfortunately, shortly after, I realized that that was not the case. She told me in order to get closer to God, she no longer wants to have sex. I knew exactly where this was going from here, and I was anticipating the, so you're only using me with sex remark. The thing is, I do require sex in a relationship. I feel like that is a healthy part of becoming intimate with your partner. I mean, without sex, what does that make me to her? Really close friends? Siblings? I feel that in mature relationships, intimacy is what separates a romantic relationship from the latter. So I told her pretty much exactly what I said above. I explained to her that she wants to take a break from sex, but I can't wait until marriage, especially not after two years of being with this woman and losing our virginities to each other. I mean, hopefully this blows over and it's just a phase. And I understand that this post is somewhat comedic, but I truly am worried about the future of our relationship. I mean, I love her, but I can't imagine spending years laying in bed with my girlfriend trying to initiate something and getting turned down time and time again. So what do I do? Am I being insensitive? Where do I go from here? As a side note, I want to mention that we're both 18, if that matters. Uh, they've been together just over two years? Two years, yeah. We said it earlier. If this person, for some reason, wants to religiously abstain from sex, that is entirely up to them. It upsets me that in the one world where you stay with this, you envision yourself trying it again and again and again and getting turned down because that's not an option. The options yep. are you agree and move forward again with a fuck yes mentality wholeheartedly and you abide by their fucking boundaries or this doesn't work for you and you leave. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, th those are the two options. Like if you feel bad leaving because of sex and maybe they'll be upset and maybe they'll be like, oh, you're only using me for sex. Yeah, that's fine. But like, that's not the truth. As you said, sex is an important part of relationships. And if it's an important part for you, that doesn't mean you have to go without just because morally it's bad to leave someone because of sex, which isn't true. But it also means on the same kind of fucking issue, if this is something that's important to her, she doesn't have to have sex with you just because you're upset. So deal with it wholeheartedly or leave. You're very young, so you'll be fine. 
I would love to know. I mean, like, I assume he's not big into church since he was like, oh, no, she's going to try to make me get in church. And I would love to know, like, what what the religious sort of atmosphere is where you live. Like, is it a, a super religious area, super religious town, community, that kind of thing? I would also like to know about this church camp that this 18 year old is going to. And day one seems to be them being like, don't have sex. Yeah, I do kind of worry about all that shit because a lot of like a lot of people I know who have grown up in these very religious environments uh, when they finally do kind of see the wider world and are like opening and broadening their horizons a little bit realize how fucked it is. And it takes a lot of time for them to step away from these really like constrictive and like backwards things. And it's, it's very harmful and takes years for you to finally kind of like find yourself and acclimatized to like normal society and shit it does sound like that could be it and and that sucks because it's not easy yeah i and like it's so tough again trying to navigate you know making sure that we respect the choices that women make about their bodies but also like in in a situation like this i would uh, a part of me and i agree with this guy like i don't know if i would want to be or remain with someone who saw sex as like a bad thing or a mm-hmm. sin or something because like that that kind of hurts and, and that sucks and it's not something i personally agree with um so i don't know if i would be able to maintain a relationship with someone like this um especially someone who uh, like i don't want to get married so there's that as well there's no but, sex <laughs> yeah like i would be concerned about this person and the level of indoctrination happening at these camps and in their community and maybe in their family like if i if you truly love this person i think they're like i would be concerned that this could turn dire at any moment of being like okay well what else are you now going to give up in you know a chase for piety or whatever you're you know mm-hmm. what i mean like a, a chaste life or whatever and it's like how much of it is what you actually want to do and how much of it is being forced on you by uh you know a, a religious institution because like we're talking about the right for women to choose what they do with their body but if you're only choosing it because you're being manipulated and indoctrinated from mm-hmm. you know a, a religious institution or organized religion or whatever like that is also the antithesis of, of what we're trying to support and acknowledge yeah. Yeah, now it's it's messed. And the thing is, though, it's like as an eighteen-year-old boy, I don't know if there's much you can really do in the face of all that, right? Because especially like religion is usually like passed down from your parents. So like when you're so entrenched between your family and between this camp and like your spiritual leaders and everything, like it's probably not much you can do other than upset a lot of people. And you know, so well, right. sometimes it's not your job to to fix or save people because you can't. And sometimes you just, you know, you got to move on as best you can with your life and, you know, be there if someone ever reaches out and needs help. But like you can go and have a healthy relationship. Yeah, it'd be such easy rhetoric to uh, uh, by everyone in her life, you know, pastors or priests or whatever and, and family to be like, see, this is why. Like people like him, he's just trying to use you for sex. He's an eighteen-year-old horn dog, you know, godless atheist who doesn't go to church. Like it'd be so easy to spin that, and and so easy to believe it. Because like, how many people are gonna believe an eighteen-year-old being like, "Hey, I'm really worried that whatever or you know, organized religion you're involved with is actually you know manipulating you." Mm-hmm. But you also, know, no one like, wants to hear that. Even if you are able to bypass the issue and you're able to stay with this person until marriage. Um, Like 
you're not going to have a good sex life if sex is keeping her from God. Yeah. Like, is she going to enjoy sex if she thinks every time she has it, she's straying from, you know, this divine power she fucking worships? No. Like, I imagine sex will be like, we'll do it to try to have a kid. And then that's that. So I don't know. I just feel like it sucks. But again, you don't really have any options other than to fuck yes, agree with it, or to say no and move on. There's also something else we didn't uh, discuss, which could also be a possibility, is, mm-hmm. you know, she you got her this promise ring, and she went in and showed it to church camp, and, you know, everyone there, all the, all the other, you know, women there were like, oh, like, that's nothing. Make him propose. Like, if he doesn't propose, it's nothing. You've been together for two years, blah, blah, blah. And maybe this is a gambit to try to, you know, expedite the marriage process of being sure. like, well, you gave me a promise ring. You know, it's it's an option. It's a thing. I don't know. It it seems, you know, like maybe this could be a gambit of doing that, whether she's she wants to do it or is is being sort of like, you know, goaded on by other people to do it. Well, enough people fucking get married after two years at that age or less. You know what I mean? Especially when they're highly religious. So, yeah, it could be that it isn't we're going to put this off and wait years to have sex again. It could be, hey, you should propose to me, which, again. I don't think you should <laughs> because that's yeah. not the way to do it. And on top of that, you're young. You know, you shouldn't marry someone because you're horny. You shouldn't marry someone because fucking some priest told her to coerce you into doing it. You know? Yeah. I mean, as Nell said, it's you, you have to either be on board with this and respect it and not push it any further until you are married. Or you say, Hey, this is a deal breaker for me. I'm sorry. I'm moving on. This is boy do 1990. Girl I've been seeing says she really likes me and we're close, but refuses to be exclusive and has been on dates with others. So I met this girl. She's not long out of a six-year relationship. We know each other from school, so already had history. Really hit it off. Got super close. She says she really likes me, and I tick a lot of boxes for her. But then a month in, I said I want to be exclusive, and she shut that down. Even admitting to going on a date with someone else, which just confuses the hell out of me. How can she like me so much? Be serious in how she describes her feelings, but then go on a date with someone else. I feel like I'm being treated like a reserve option. I know she's just out of a relationship, and she says she's not ready for exclusive yet, but she still wants to keep me around. I just don't get what's happening. How could I be seeing her, but she's still on Tinder and going on dates? I feel like I'm just waiting to be replaced. Am I justified in these thoughts, or am I the asshole? I mean, I got bad news for you, bruh. You mm-hmm. are the asshole. I mean, look, will I go as far as calling you the asshole? No. Because I think I think you're allowed to be hurt when someone's like, no, I don't want to be exclusive with you. You know, I think I think that's allowed. I think you're allowed to be like, ah, damn, and feel rejected and be like, oh, that sucks. However, it's uh, no fault of hers. She's being honest with you. She's uh, been on the level with you, letting you know, like you can care about someone greatly and still not want to be exclusive with them, especially yep. if, you know, she's saying, hey, I'm just out of a relationship and I'm not ready to pursue another one right now. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I, I, you were pretty kind about this. I think you are an asshole when you know she's not long out of a six-year relationship and she said she's not ready for being exclusive and you still ask her after fuck all time and then get upset. That's true. I didn't, uh, I didn't clock the... I thought he said that like that was her reason why she didn't want to. I didn't mm-hmm. realize that she had said it prior to it seems like she'd said it like when they started hooking up that she was like oh i'm not letting i have a six-year relationship and then after a month he was like exclusive six years is a long fucking time it can take people a long time to get over that and also as dane said you can 
not only like people a lot and not want to be exclusive with them, you can like someone a lot and still enjoy being single. Or you still can like someone a lot. also like somebody else. Yeah, like you, you can like someone a lot and also like someone else a lot. That yes, is, have you heard of fucking very... polyamory? Have you ever heard of like, there's also just like, that's dating, dude. Like, yeah. I really, like you seem to have just crawled up into this little like butthurt, like, ball where you're like fuck you you're lying i'm being replaced i'm less than human like or whatever you're not like look as dane said you're allowed to be hurt that is fine yeah. it's how you process that hurt and what you do with it that matters and what you've done is thrown yourself a pity parade and kind of like gone on the aggressive with regards to like how you're thinking about this person because in your head i can already see it souring massively right you're a reserve action. You're waiting to be replaced. Like she's just keeping you around. Like that's not fair to her. and It's not fair to you. And look, if that's the way you feel, move on. Yeah. Like if you actually feel like she is legitimately treating you this way and this is how she views you, then why are you hanging around? Yeah. If I thought if I literally went to bed thinking that the person I just asked to be my my partner views me as a replaceable you know, swap in and out of bull sort of back of the pocket, you know, mm-hmm. second choice cons- consolidation prize. Who apparently is like gleefully stringing you along and lying to you. Like, fuck that. Then like, like why, why keep her around? Like why, yeah. why continue to date her? If that is actually how you feel, because mm-hmm. if, if that is how you feel, but tomorrow she walks up to you, she's like, actually, you know what I do? I would like to be exclusive with you. You would say yes, going into it, thinking that she was a terrible person. Yeah. Right? Like, And that makes no sense to me. It makes no mm-hmm. sense that people are making time in their lives for people who are who, who they perceive are treating them poorly. Yeah. Because, look, it, it, it works beneficially for both of you. One, if you think she's treating you this way and she's not treating you that way and it's all in your head, you fucking off, great for her. Yep. Great for her and great for you because now you're not, you know, sitting at bed stirring and feeling like shit. Mm-hmm. Two, if she is treating you this way, good for great you. For you. <laughs> right? Like, like I, there's no downside to leaving if you actually think this person is doing this to you. Yeah. Now, if you think this purely because she won't date you after a month, even though you know she's long, not long out of a six-year relationship, then yes, you're an asshole. You, again, you need to realize, and a lot of people out there need to realize yeah, it sucks if the person you like isn't massively and actively movie style being like, yes, you're the one. Let's be exclusive. Yeah, it sucks. Does that mean she doesn't like you? No. If she's dating other people or keeping her options open or has gone on a date or even, again, like somebody else, does that mean she's a terrible person? No. Does that mean nope. she doesn't like you? No. Nope. So all these things can exist and this could still be positive and it sounds like she's being honest and genuine and upfront with you it just needs to i guess hinge on how you can take this if you can be okay with this and you can be like okay cool yeah i'm having a blast with you i really like you i don't need to be exclusive with you we can see where this goes i promise you if you're chill and you stick around and well i won't say i'll promise you because that's not accurate but your chances of getting with someone if you give them time and respect their feelings and like are chill huge like when i met my current partner i wasn't ready for a fucking relationship because i'd been out of a long-term one that fucking sucked and afterwards it was a whole jumble of shit and like i could have met the perfect person and i would have said no and she knew where i was at i knew where she was at and things developed and neither of us were fucking weird about the fact that we were single uh while seeing each other for like 
quite a while and it was amazing and it's incredible. And now we've been dating for like six years and it's awesome. So that's, that's one way it could go. Or I could have been like, oh, she fucking stringing me along. She hates me. I'm replaceable and fucked off and been upset. Also mm-hmm. asking someone out after a month, pretty fucking soon. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, I, I want to not discourage. He didn't seem to, there was no like, what are we? I think it's, look, if you feel like you want to be exclusive with someone and, and you feel that in your heart, tell them. But you need to also tailor your expectations and you also need to, if they're like, oh, hey, no, it's actually a little too soon. Be like, okay, sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and, and that's what Nal said. It's like you need to, you, you have, you can't control people's answers to your feelings or your requests or, you know, telling someone you want to be exclusive. There's, there's nothing you can do about how they're going to react to that. Not a damn thing. But there's 100% how you can react to it and feeling hurt. You're allowed to. And as we said before, it's like that's a human emotion to hear someone say like, no, actually, I don't want to be exclusively with you. It stings no matter how much time, no matter, you know, it's going to hurt no matter what. But then you have to make the choice of being like, cool, this isn't for me or all right, I'll hang around. But I understand the parameters that you've now and boundaries that you've laid down of being like, I'm not ready and know that like, okay, well, I'm staying with you and I'm going to hang out with you and, and keep seeing you knowing that you aren't ready and that you're, I'm not waiting mm-hmm. to like you might strike again. Ready. And if you are, it doesn't have to be for me. Exactly. And when you are ready, it might not be my door. You come a knocking and you can't then turn around at the end yes. and be like, I've been here all this time. And exactly. you don't Tom. It's like, no dude, that's not the deal. Yeah. If you can't handle that, if that does not sound like something, you got to walk, you got to walk immediately. Cause you got to yeah. be absolutely cool with it all. Or you got to fucking walk. Those are your options. So just, but again, be upset, but take a breath and think about things rationally because you know someone can like people, multiple people at a time or like someone to not want to date them. These are not impossibilities. These are not fucking reaches to even consider. So just take a breath, stop letting how hurt you are influence all of this and just realize that these things are true and then see how you feel and move on from there. But if you just want to like get butt hurt and climb onto a little ball of like sadness and start lashing out like this. Yeah. It's not going to go well for either of you. We should probably get into some tenders. You know what? I would enjoy doing that with you right now. At the end of the episode, before we wrap up, we like to pop on to online dating platforms such as Tinder, Bumble, Hinge, uh, comb through the profile, see what works, see what doesn't work, pick out any red flags for you to make your online dating experience a little more enjoyable. You want to go first? Yeah. The first one I have is Heather 21. I thought you were about to say uh, it's heavy. I was like, <laughs> I mean, it, hey, look, if you're looking at the picture I'm looking at, it is. That, that sounds no, it's really offensive. Let me, hey, let me, okay, let me just tell you what what it is. It is a picture of a minion crucified. <laughs> oh yeah, okay, this one, yeah, that's. <laughs> it just sounded like you were saying something very mean that was out of yes. character for you. No, it sounded like I was, yes, body shaming. Absolutely not. That's not what we do here. That's not what I do. Nope. Uh, no, no, no. Heavy in the sense that heavy is the the head that weighs the crown. Is that how that goes? Um, well, when you're a minion on the cross, yes. Also, for clarification, that was me wanting you to explain, not like to the listeners, not me actually doubting you. Oh, yeah. No, I know. Yes. So it's a crucified minion <laughs> with the crown of thorns and everything. Oh, ten. Ten. And... The text on the photo says, didn't I do it for you? (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, and uh, this is Heather. I can't remember. Uh, their job is Dream Girl XX, and their about me only thing on their profile. I want to be your dog. It's the perfect profile. We have talked a lot. We've given a lot of suggestions. We've given a lot of tips and advice. And I think if someone was able to distill it down into a single Tinder profile that does fit top to bottom on one screenshot, it is it is this profile. Yeah, I, I think is this gonna be our first twenty we ever hand out? I just I think I think it's just done. I think we can't do any more. <laughs> oh boy, I just can't stop looking at this picture. I, I did, please tell me you messaged them. I did like them. Yeah, did they like you back? Are they too good for you? Yeah, they are 21, yeah. so... That's fair. That's so powerful. Okay, are you ready for Dana? Yeah. Looking for someone to be my partner in crime, cowboy emoji. I like to work out, listen to techno or punk mostly, cook and eat, bake and eat, mix techno, explore, read, dance, and sing and be silly and cuddle a lot, squirt emoji. Please be into cool shit, interesting, funny, tall, can take care of yourself, and kind but aggro at the same time, kiss emoji. Open to friends with benefits, relationships, exploring with women, but no random hookups with dudes. And then the like two fingers pointing each other like, sorry. Uh, You know what? It was there was there's like just little I would say it's like a pretty eh, profile, like a pretty, pretty, you know, serviceable. It does. It does what it needs to do. I appreciate the, the highlights of like what they're looking for and laying that out. Great. Cool. Then there are other things that were like, you know, be tall aggro but kind like that kind of stuff gives me red flags of being like meh so this went from like a six and i'm gonna get bump it down to a four that's the thing i think it's mostly bland with some problematic shit sprinkled in so yeah it's like it's a four uh this is joanna struggled to open a jar last night so here i am looking to have lots of fun do cool things together and get you to help me open jars well you revisited the joke twice making it less funny no i think it i think it works better it's a callback now if they do a three a rule of three dane they need either one more jar reference or one less no i think it's i think it does its job here it gets i understand i yeah i'm giving it a six too i don't think it's a great <laughs> okay well, but there we go okay this is rain pros of dating me i'll never cheat because i hate everyone good sense of humor terrible at small talk open and honest if you're closed-minded we won't we most likely won't get along See, oh, right away, red flag. I know that she's a liar. She says open and honest, but doesn't mention that she's a snake. It's true. It's true. Nice try. One. Nice try. Nice try. Uh, I'll never cheat because I hate everyone. What do you think about that? I mean, I think it's kind of funny. Like, I understand. Like, you know, okay, ha. Huh, we're all jaded. We've grown up in a terrible world. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I don't I don't really hate it too much, but I, it's it's like mom sharing a funny mug on facebook funny yeah it's like okay you made a joke and i can see that i've seen it before yeah everyone's seen it five i guess damn it i was also gonna do that uh this is x tacy's um and let me tell you right now i think this is a bot but i do think this is the best bot profile we've ever gotten oh damn even better than like the really sad lonely ones well let's see I do have a very particular set of skills. Skills I have acquired over a very long sexual career. LOL. Skills that make me a dream for a people like you. So if you're interested, you can reach me at my Instagram and say, Tuss, catch you later. It's pretty good. I appreciate that this bot 
has made a Taken reference and has mm-hmm. tailored it to their botness. Yeah, that's... I, I Maybe it's not a bot. Maybe it's not a bot. It might not be a bot. It might... I mean, obviously, probably a escort or a sex worker of mm-hmm. some sort. Um, but you know what? I fucking respect the hustle. I love the... Fu- I think it's fucking funny as hell. Yeah. I think it's a. I think it's a great profile for what it's like... You know, if if they aren't going to murder you and leave you or like take your kidneys and leave you in a, a bathtub full of ice, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm going to give this like an eight. Yeah, it's it's hey, is it sus? Sure. Is it very funny? Yeah. Eight. Yeah. This, this is Susanna, creative director by day, writer and sensual guide by night. I dream in 90s music videos. I'm living out of renaissance in my 30s. Introvert, extrovert. It's that Pisces Sag mix. I want to meet new people to hang with, hit patios with, flirt and explore with. Polish, pierogies are life. My glasses prescription is higher than yours. Man, if it wasn't the astrology. Yeah. But you know what? I think that I think I could overlook it for this one. I This one has enough energy in it that I think it could be fun and and worth like giving a shot. They seem cool. What do you yeah. think of sensual guide by nice? I mean, like that's that's something I'd want to ask it. Like, you know what I mean? Like there, are, there's enough there that I'm intrigued, I'm pulled in, and I would like to know more. And that's what a good profile does, I guess. Yeah. So I, I'm going to give it an eight. Okay. Yeah. You know what? I'll give it. Okay. It loses a point for Pisces Sag for sure. Yeah. One hundred percent. I I like how positive it is. They're pretty open about things. They're kind of funny. Like, not like that they're making jokes, but pierogies are life my son my glasses prescriptions higher than yours like they, yeah. they, they seem chill i'm gonna give it a nine i'm not gonna lie the sensual guide thing weirded me out because it just felt like more it felt like they're gonna try to sell me some crystals right but maybe maybe there's something i don't know you're right i should be more open-minded and ask them you know what I mean? and, and like look if the next thing out of their mind is like oh i can awaken your root chakra with my cool mm-hmm. penis my my urethra crystals then like yeah okay I, I I put my you know chips on black and it came up red. I lost mm-hmm. I lost on this wager and whatever. But for a profile, it gets it gets my hooked, gets my attention. Uh, this is Audrey. Hey yeah, I live in Toronto. Hate birds, love nonsense, make cocktails for a living. I'm into astrology, but in a sexy way. <laughs> Wink. What does it mean? I don't know. You know what? I appreciate it just because. They hate birds. They seem to know. Actually, you know what? That's probably going to be a one for me because they hate birds. I forgot. You hate horses. Love birds. No, I work at a bar where we have like, I wouldn't say they're even the size of a tennis ball. Tiny little like finch things that one are adorable Two, just kind of chill around the place. And occasionally we'll come down and snap up a crumb on the ground. Right. I have grown ass people scream run and try to hide inside and like try to not pay or tip because there's a bird that's been within five meters of them. And I, I don't like, look, I understand phobias are things, but like, I just can't get behind that. So if this is the kind of bird fear they're talking about, I would never go on a date with this person. What if you hire them for the bar? They make the drinks, the cocktails, if you will. And then when the bird shows up, they fight it. They're so cute. I don't want anyone to fight it. I know what I'm doing. They're the little, rest of my week. They're little I'm just like come in. chicken nugget sized birds. They're so cute. Perfect. Throw them in the fryer. Let's go. Yeah, you literally get a bite per. Mm. No, but like for real, if that's the level of bird hate they've got, I I can't I can't hang out with them. That's fair. I guess we'll never know. We'll never know. Never know. 
Uh, that's going to do it for this show, friends. We are all done. Thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you for listening. If you haven't already, head on over to canpodawards.com slash vote and vote for us for People's Choice. Uh, it's the only thing you can do to make us happy. It's not the only thing you can do. You can also head on over to fbuddiespodcast.com and click the Patreon link and join the Patreon because for $7, and as Niall describes it, the price of a pretty bad beer. Mm-hmm. You could or pretty good coffee. A real good coffee. You could get uh, not only support the show, you also get a bonus episode every month. That's five episodes a month instead of just the regular four. Mm-hmm. And it's twenty five percent more episode. It's true. Uh, if you can't support us, uh, don't worry about it. There are other ways. Or sorry, if you can't support us monetarily, don't worry about it. There's other ways to do. You can share us with a friend. You can go rate us on every podcast service out there. If you're if you use Good Pods, we would always love a five star review over there, which you could do per episode, which is nice. Five stars on uh, what's that one called? Spotify. Spotify. Apple Podcasts, mm-hmm. or again, I'm going to say it again, campodawards.com slash vote. Yeah. So these are all ways you can support us. We would really appreciate it. Uh, we work hard for you guys, and I, I, we have incredible listeners. Like every single interaction we've had with you guys has been great. I don't think we've ever had a bad one. So let's not start that. But also, thank you, and please continue to support us because we love it. You guys ready for some bad sex writing after I thank Josh Eagle and the Harvard Seeds for their song, Paper Stars? Mm-hmm. This is a line from a book by Ernest Klein called Armada. Few young men know the Oedipal torment of growing up with an insanely hot, perpetually single mom. Hey, man, you know what? I kind of get it. Are you joking? Do you know how hard it would be to have a really hot mom? Well, I think in this case, he's saying because he fancies the mom. Oh, Oedipal, as in Oedipus. Yeah, as Uh, in wants to have sex with his mother. mm, I mean, hormones make you feel weird things. Oh, no. We're not going to end the episode by... (laughs) <laughs> being mom fetish apologist i don't know i'm not a spain and i'm dubious and watch out moms oh, no. here i come if it's other people's Mom. moms that's fine <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm dave miller mom slayer we've been your fuck buddies oh, god